Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. It is Super Bowl week. We are approaching Super Bowl Sunday. Got the guys with me here, Josh and John. We're going to go over that, of course. That'll be the majority of the show. Um, yeah, LeBron breaks the scoring record. We might touch on that. Mizzou basketball still in the midst of their SEC play. Yeah, that that'd probably be everything. We might do our normal, like, 10-second Royals mention in the D4 of the week. Let's get into it, though, boys. For the third time on this podcast, we have a Super Bowl week to break down that the Chiefs are in. Who's feeling nervous? Because I sure am. How are can't you, you feel nervous? Are you feeling more nervous than you were a week ago? Uh, it's. I think it's. I think it's a different type of nervous. I was nervous that if we lost to Cincinnati, like how bad that would look and how much the Bengals would own us. This time, I'm just nervous because like losing the Super Bowl is just like really, really heartbreaking. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh... I I'm still just like in awe. I guess like I really just don't know how to like approach Sunday. I think that's the best way to put it. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I mean, what else can we do? Uh, we can. It's it's so, uh, it's time. The first one, you know, I was like, damn, we're in a Super Bowl, like yeah. awesome. Second one, it's like, all right, it's coming. Like you gotta wait your time, your time, but it's coming. I'm feeling good. This one, I'm just like. It's a coin toss. Like, I don't know. I might stand alone in the fact that I was, like, for the Tampa one, like, severe, like, really dreading that game the entire You time. were. Me and John, I want to say, we're, like, fucking, like, I was like, like uh, we're going to crush them. That was, like, that. those two weeks I really hated because everybody here, and not to their fault. I mean, look, if your team's in the Super Bowl, you should be excited. But everyone here was just so pumped up about it, and I was like, Oh, I can't. I just can't. I don't want to lose to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, man. And then obviously it happened. I'm less nervous about who we're losing. If, if we lose to Philadelphia, man, they're a great team. There's nobody on the Eagles that I necessarily dislike uh, too much. Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni. That's the only one. Nick Sirianni can kind of be annoying. But other than that, you know, I, I actually feel like I like their players more than almost any other NFC team. I like, um, I like Jalen Hurts for the most part. I like like Fletcher, obviously Jason Kelsey, uh, A.J. Brown. They got some likable guys on the team, man. So I'm not as nervous about losing to this team specifically. I'm just nervous about losing in general. And you just, I don't know, you look back and there's just been teams in the past like the Chiefs who have had have, have been really good, but just you're never going to remember in NFL history because they didn't win these types of games. And I just don't want us to be that. Well, we have won one already, but I know, I know. Still. I'm just saying, like the Colts did too with Peyton. Do we look back yeah. on the Colts as like and oh, the, this the Packers board. did too with Rodgers? Yeah, do yeah. we look back on those teams as like oh man, they were historic? Not really, you know. Even if they won a lot of games and they, you know, were in a lot of big playoff games, it, it really comes down to titles. And I think, at least this is how I feel, is that th- this is a huge like, if you want to landscape the Chiefs like this era. Winning this Super Bowl would be like potential dynasty talk, and losing this Super Bowl is like completely that's out the window. Yeah, I think that's also kind of like why I don't know how to approach it. But at the same time, when you say dynasty, even though this will be our third Super Bowl in fully four years, but it's like you have to make three Super Bowls in five. And I guess now I'm like saying, yeah, that's kind of like a dynasty, but I think it's win three and five. So I think like. I don't think you'd give them a dynasty-esque team vibe yet, 
I think they would have to win another one. I think this, I agree with you though. If we lose this, we're forgotten about. We're just, uh, another thing starts of, whatchamacallit, or is this the next Rodgers? Is this the next Russell Wilson? Like, are you only going to win one Super Bowl? Like, that's where I start getting a little worried. Yeah, I was. I'm sorry. I was extremely nervous when we lost to Tampa that we were going to become that Pat would end up having a Russell Wilson type career. Because you think about it, Russell Wilson's first year in the NFL lost in his in the playoffs. So did Pat. Second year, Russell Wilson won the Super Bowl. So did Pat. And then the third year, Russell Wilson lost the Super Bowl, and so did Pat. And I was just kind of nervous, like man. Especially after we lost to Cincinnati last year, I was like, man, like, what if we don't get back? Like, what if that was it? Uh, yeah, that went through my head. Thankfully, too. that's not the case, and we've made it three times now. Um, and I don't anticipate this being the last time we make it, although I'm going to cherish it as if it is because you just never know in this league. It's extremely difficult to be here. Um, yeah, though, I feel like if you win this game, you could at least make an argument. Two Super Bowls in five years, uh, really, it'd be two Super Bowls in four years in three Super you went to three Super Bowls in four years and you won two of them. I mean, that to me is like, it's at least on the verge of a dynasty. I understand like, yeah, probably three is a solidified dynasty, but the fact that we won the AFC three times in four years, if we were able to win two Super Bowls in that span, I, I mean, yeah. you kind of you look back to it. Would you consider the LeBron Heat a dynasty? Maybe a mini dynasty. Two finals in three years, that was, that they was to, a dynasty. They went, to, they went to four straight finals and won two, lost two. I mean, do you consider then that? They do two, then they do two finals in three years? Uh, they they did, back they, to back. They won back to back, yeah. But I think it's um, a little different. It's not like a Bulls, but it's a mini dynasty where it's like... Let me ask you this. Was the Patriots dynasty from 02 to 19, or was it from 02 to like 09, and then it went from like... 13 to 19. Yeah, I think there's an interesting debate there, but I would probably consider the whole span just because they were consistently winning the division. They were consistently winning the conference. I mean, even, um, you know, Brady did go 10 years in between his third and his fourth Super Bowl, but he was in two Super Bowls in between there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm one that probably just says that was a dynasty through and through, especially because they go 16-0 and one year. Um, But I mean, I'll say this. I don't really want to have the dynasty talk unless we win. Yeah, I mean this that's what I'm saying is it. if you don't win this game, that's it's all it's all irrelevant. This is like, definitely a talk for next week if it's a good episode. It is, yeah. I think you really gotta, you know, but it but it can be a dynasty if you win this game, and it, it won't solidify it, but it opens the window to where hey, like it, it's a good, it's a real good opportunity if they win this game to become a dynasty. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I think it goes longer than just these past five years too, because. Yeah, you, true. you you probably have to win this one to talk about that. Yeah, I think um yeah, what I was gonna say is like, yeah, it's not a dynasty yet, but I think it's on the lines of that Miami Heat mini dynasty where you're like, Okay, you've been in the championship. Even if they win it, it's it's more of a dynasty than the Miami Heat were. You think so? you have five, I think five straight conference championships with three yeah, but- Super Bowl appearances and two wins is like for the landscape of the NFL, a little more impressive than what the Heat did. Yeah, I mean, it's not a... I'd say, like, if you wanted to compare them, like, what New England did is what Golden State has done. And what we've done is kind of along the lines of what Miami did. To there's, I don't think there's a great... Maybe the Spurs? Uh, even then, that's kind of a stretch. The Spurs were a dynasty. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's hard to compare sports. But the point being, um, a lot on the line for the history of this franchise and the 
trajectory going forward. Um, Absolutely. Because, because I think I think the other thing that's hard is like the team that loses the Super Bowl traditionally the next year starts slow too. I'm not saying we will, but you think about it. This year, Cincinnati started zero and two. Um, the year before, we started three and four after losing the Super Bowl. The Niners, the year after they lost the Super Bowl, like, we started three and four after w- losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, we, we did. Six. We started three and four. Yeah, we were terrible the first like eight weeks last year. It was rough. I'm telling you, there is something. I'm too. thinking about the year after we won the Super Bowl. No, Sorry. no, no, no. It's losing. It's the losers. Yeah, I know. I thought you were talking about after. Yeah, my bad. And the Niners struggled after they lost. And the let's just be honest. Yeah, they did. The loser very rarely makes it back. So it's like you gotta. It's it's tough. Like that's it. Just would be a real gut punch to lose this game. But obviously, and win. Like obviously, somebody's got to lose it. So. That's the thing, but Jalen Hurts has a lot more years than Pat Mahomes. When I say a lot, it's like three. Yeah, but I, does he though? Do you say that for a running quarterback? You know, true. do you I, also say that for a quarterback who's like been reliant on, you know, like the system around him, the scheme around him? Like, in the stats with Jalen Hurts before his injury and after his yeah, injury, it's drastically different. Yeah, like I feel like he's gonna he's getting surgery. Hmm. But yeah, that was that was very interesting. Well, to see, like, like how like, big I it think, dropped. Off. I think what doesn't get talked about enough is because he just simply hasn't had to. His like deep ball is like nowhere even like you mentioned, True. Josh. It's nowhere even close to where it was before the injury. The diff, but the dang is, versus the Giants and 49ers, he was really never called upon to throw it deep because they never had to because they were winning. They were never guys. in a losing position. They were never in a position where they needed to take a deep shot. Really. Um, you know, he had that throw on the first possession versus the Niners that Devontae Smith one-handed. But, I mean... Other Wasn't than, even a catch. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, um, really haven't had to. And I think that's when, you know, we'll break down the game for a while here. But I think when you look at it, that's Kansas City's recipe right there is bottle up the Eagles' run game as best as possible and force Jalen Hurts to beat you with his, you know, shoulder that's clearly bugging him. So, and you know what that helps with, too, is so pretty much saying we want the Eagles to win the cup coin toss defer because the teams that have won the coin toss are 0 and 8 in the last Super Bowls. So yeah, it's, there's a lot of I love this time of year because there's a lot of dumbass stats. Okay, I'm just out. saying we're o the teams are 0 and 8 when they win the coin toss. A dude picked the Eagles who hasn't made the right Super Bowl pick I in 15 that. years. I saw that. <laughs> you know the chances of that. Like it's blessing. That's funny. That's hard. I think it's harder to pick the loser than the winner. If you like to get 15 straight losers right, like. You would think eventually you would just like back your way into it. Uh, like that means this. I mean, this man picked. I'm trying to think about the base. I mean, he picked. I mean, the, he picked the Niners to the beat Seahawks. us, and then the next year he picked us to beat the Niners or the the Bucks. Like that's funny. It reminds me of that you know Stephen A. Smith streak he had where he picked like eight or seven finals wrong in a row. <laughs> the NBA Finals, he kept getting them wrong. Like he had Dallas, he had Miami beating Dallas, and then he had the Thunder beating the Heat, and then he had the Spurs beating the Heat, and then the next year he had the Heat beating the Spurs, and like all of it went backwards. It was so funny, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of weird. You give guys two weeks, and they're gonna come up with a lot of weird trends. I've seen uh, what was on Whites have won 15 of the last 18 Super Bowls. Um, one of those was one of those losses was the Niners versus us. Um, I do think an interesting one, though, that I think actually has a little bit of merit to it is league MVPs are 0-9 in the Super Bowl since 2000. And Someone's got to crack it. 
I think there is a tr- I think there is something to that because I think oftentimes what you see is it's the best team versus the best player in the Super Bowl. And honestly, that I feel like that's the case this year. Yeah, I mean, I'll let John speak. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely right. Um, I think a lot of times, too, like you're more likely to win the MVP if if it seems like you're doing a lot of the work, right? So a more balanced team, I guess you could say, is preferred. Um, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of... I, I, I am usually not the biggest fan of going through all of the, like, random things that have happened because there's a bunch of them on both sides. Like, one of these streaks is going to get broken this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it. I think you're absolutely right that there's something in that. And I, I think it's definitely the case to a certain extent in this game. I agree. Yeah, it's interesting when you think about it, but like I said, someone has to break that record. Like, they can't just keep losing, you know? No, it, it'll happen eventually. And, um, you know, it's funny is in the 90s, it happened, like, I believe twice in a three-year – or twice in a four-year span. Favre did it with the Packers, and Kurt Warner did it with the Rams within, like, a five-year span. It's just been ever since 2000 for some reason. It just hasn't gone that way. You look back through it, it's been the, – the last MVP to – to make a Super Bowl was Brady to lose to Nick Foles' Eagles. Before that, it was Matt Ryan when they blew the hilarious lead to the Patriots. Um, for that, it was Cam Newton when the Broncos' defense smothered him. And there's just like, goes on and on. But there's just, just interesting. I really just think it comes down to normally the best player versus the best team. I think the difference, though, might be that Kansas City, I feel like, is pretty damn good even compared to some of those teams. Like the like the 2015 Panthers, bro. When we look back on them, it's I don't understand how they went 15 and one. Their number one yeah, receiver was sure. Elvin Benjamin. Like, and he, I'm pretty sure he got hurt. Like, it, it that's that a team dead game running around. That team, that team made no like. Of course, like they're, they're literally this year. I mean, they're not this year's Eagles, but it's like like John said, their quarterback. I don't know if this is what John said, but like their quarterbacks running around getting them the wins, like. Yeah, it's one of the most impressive MVP seasons ever when you consider what he was working with. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I think that stat's kind of been around. is just because it's been guys like that who have carried lesser teams around them to this point, and then you get to this point where it's the best of the best, and you kind of just run out of it. But I don't think Kansas City's in danger of that. I think Kansas City, while Philly might be overall better than Kansas City, it's not drastically different. Yeah, I mean... I definitely think the narrative is being written as the Eagles Super Bowl to lose or well, I to. Plan, well, I, I, I don't. I, I was planning to do this anyway, so let's just do it now. We're gonna go every position group, and we're gonna say who we think has the edge. Uh, and we're gonna go from head coach to special teams. We're gonna go all the way through. So I think we would agree, head coach Andy Reid probably has the edge on Nick Sirianni. Yes. And then quarterback, I know we're gonna agree. At Mahomes has the edge on Hurts. So now we're going to get into some positions that are debatable. Running backs. You've got... Kansas City's obviously got Pacheco, McKinnon, and they'll have Clyde in this game versus Philly, who you got to kind of throw Jalen Hurts in there because of his ability, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Miles Sanders is top 10 back in the league. You know, in my opinion. As as much as like we can talk about the running back thing, I really think it it doesn't make as big a difference in this game. Like I think a lot of Philly's running game is dependent on their offensive line. Uh but I will give Miles Sanders a slight edge. Just the ever so slight edge. 
I think you bringing up Jalen Hurts also being put into that running back group, you can pretty much say, kind of puts them over the fence. Yeah, I'd give Philly the running back edge. Interesting now, this will be an interesting one, the receiver group. Uh, this, uh, this it's is, Philly, but it's not even close. This is considering, though, that Kadarius and Juju play. Obviously, McColl will not. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to go Philly. I mean, I, I will say I think Kansas City's probably deeper at receiver because outside of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, I don't really think Philadelphia has another pass catcher worth noting as it pertains to receivers, unless I'm completely blanking someone's name right now. You know, at least, uh, at least no. Kansas City, man, you got Juju, you got Kadarius, you've got um, MVS. I mean, if, you have, if you're desperate, you go to Watson. But, yeah, I would give Philadelphia the edge at wide receiver. We obviously have more depth. I would say it's not as, like, I would give it to Philadelphia, but I don't think it's like, I think you're splitting hairs. And I think if we're including Travis Kelsey in this conversation. Um, no, we're, we're not. Okay, okay. Because as an overall receiving unit, I think both these teams are pretty pretty equally equally loaded up. Um, just based on how good the Chiefs rely on Kelsey. But if we're going by receivers specifically, I agree. Definitely Philadelphia. Yeah, and then... To, to your point, we'll go to tight ends, and I think this is Kansas City by a mile. Yeah. And I don't think that's just Kelsey. I really do feel as if the yeah, three, that's true. The three tight end set that they've been using with Noah Gray, Jody Fortson, and Blake Bell at times, with obviously Kelsey involved. I, I honestly do believe Kansas City is just obviously Dallas Goddard's a pretty solid tight end. Yeah, say Dallas Goddard is a top five. I want to say I think I saw it's either top five or top ten in yards per catch, receptions, and touchdowns for tight ends. So it's like it's nothing to take for granted. Like we're that's just how good Travis Kelsey is. Yeah, it's uh I I'd give Kansas City that to tight end. I think we all would. Here's an interesting one, and probably what the game will come down to: offensive line. This is tough. This is yeah. This I mean, I'm not team. really – I don't even think I'm qualified to make a judgment on this one, but I'll lean to Philadelphia. That's where I was going to lean as well. I think it's Philly. Man, it's it's close. But, yeah, I mean, Lane Johnson's the best tackle in football right now. Like, I don't even think it's close. Dude hasn't allowed a sack since, like, the last time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. It's ridiculous. Jason Kelsey is a top three center in the league at least. And then that, that left side of the line, bro, they are just – like I don't think there's a obviously every single offensive line group is big. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up the weights of these offensive linemen. They just look bigger than most offensive linemen. But yeah, I'd I'd give Philly the edge there. But uh, it's not as thankfully it's not as drastic as an edge as it was in Super Bowl Fifty Five. Yeah, this. I mean, we rebuilded our lineup. Rebuilt our line or offensive line, line, line off of that due to Super Bowl Fifty Five. So like, mm-hmm. we'll see. What, Everything we did is uh, for a reason. They also have, but yeah, Landon Dickerson, Jordan, these guys—they're insane. Um, This is another big one: defensive line. We'll head over that side of the ball now. This one's a lot closer. Philadelphia led the NFL in sacks. They had, I believe, seventy-seven, if I'm correct. Like one of the best. I forgot who made this point, but Eagles also had twenty-four of those come in three weeks. I saw something when you can when you take sacks allowed plus sacks, so you do the sacks you had and then you subtract the sacks you allowed. Kansas City's actually better in that department. Kansas City, uh, Mahomes got sacked significantly less than Minshew and 
uh, Jalen Hurts did this season. So when you look at it from that perspective now, obviously, like you said, Philadelphia defensively got more sacks than anybody. Um, but, man, this is tough. I mean, one defensive line, you got Brandon Graham, you got Fletcher Cox, Ndamukong Sue, Jordan Davis, Hassan Reddick, just a shit ton of great players on that. Josh Sweat, I don't know how I forgot him. Dude's having a great year. But And then Robert Quinn, I don't I forgot he even went there. Um but I don't think the Chiefs' D-line is anything to scuff at or scalf at. Uh, you know, obviously Chris Jones, best player, in my opinion, best defensive player in the league this year. Um, you got Clark, who for some reason, when it's the playoffs, man, that guy's not – he goes from being pretty mid to pretty damn good. From dog shit to ape shit. Yeah, he's pretty damn good in the playoffs. Uh, you got Karloftis, Nadi, Saunders, Dunlap. But if I had to give a slight edge, I'd give it to Philly. I would agree. I think that's fair to do, but I'm I'm going to give it to the Chiefs. Okay. Well, about time we had a disagreement. Um, linebackers. This is an interesting one. I feel like our linebacking core is significantly better than it was in Super Bowl 54 or 55. You obviously got it. Oh, it's yeah. not even close. That was probably our worst position. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton. I mean, do I even Chanel, need to say more? Chanel. Yeah. Um, for Philly. No I'm Ben Neiman. Philly, they do consider – I mean, I think Kansas City is just far and away better at linebacker. They've got Kazir White, TJ Edwards, and they do have Hassan Reddick, who's a damn good player. But I think linebacker-wise, Kansas City – now, Nick Bolton's not the greatest in coverage, but if they allow Willie Gay to take care of that and let Nick Bolton, you know, do the run and, you know, do the short yardage stuff, Kansas City's got the better linebacking core in this game. D lineman was uh, – cover. Running routes with the Jacksonville Jaguar receiver. He got a touchdown toss on him. Who was yeah, that? It was Karloftis. That's who it was. And uh, earlier in the year, uh, we put Danny Shelton on a Seahawks running back in coverage. That was funny. Um, yeah, but I think Chiefs are a better linebacking core. That takes us to secondary. This will, will combine safeties and corners. And, man, I mean, Philadelphia. <laughs> Darius Slay. James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They're loaded in the secondary. I was going to say, this one's not really hard. I do think Kansas City's fine in the secondary. Sneed's going to play, which is obviously huge. They've got four rookies, though. And look, here's the thing, and even the Chiefs players keep saying this themselves. They're not rookies anymore. The rookie learning curve is over. Like, this is... They've played more than a season. This is no longer... Like, they're vets at this point, it feels like. Yeah, I would agree. I'm I'm very happy with the way that the Chiefs secondary has worked out. I think if you would have told me that at this state in the season, it would be those three guys that we drafted doing the heavy lifting in the secondary, I would be shocked to hear that we made the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So, and that's, that's not because... That's what people need to think. I, I like how you brought that up. Like, we weren't expected to make it. Nope. A lot of people nope. didn't have us here, no. Um, I had us making the playoffs. I don't think I would have had us making the Super Bowl, to be honest. Uh, I'd have to go back to my preseason picks. But regardless, um, yeah, it's been impressive. It's very rarely done. It's very rare that you see a team have their starting running back as a rookie and their starting uh, number one corner on the outside as a rookie, too. I mean, Sneed's obviously the number one corner, but he's slot more times than not. Uh, But, man, I mean, the biggest thing is, and I just feel like it is not talked about enough, 
is how much better the pass defense got when McDuffie came back from injury. Uh, what's the stat? We're like 12-1 and one when McDuffie plays. Yeah, he's damn he's good. good. He's well, I always say I never see him show up. That's, that's a good corner. If you don't see him, that's good. Yep. I've always said a good corner is not measured by, like, interceptions. Because that if they're picking a lot of passes off, that means they're getting targeted a lot. But you want to be – when I remember watching Richard Sherman and Darrell Rivas back in the day, you just literally never saw them. You're like, oh, I forgot they even played the game. That happens with McDuffie. You literally just are like, oh, shit. And he's got a tall task. He's probably going to be put up against either A.J. Brown or um, Devontae Smith this weekend. But we'll see. I, I would I would assume Legarius takes care of Devontae Smith, um, which kind of leaves yeah a tough matchup for McDuffie, but we'll see. And then safety-wise, um, the Eagles have a really good safety in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, but I think the Chiefs probably deeper. Obviously, they have... Um, Justin Reed, who can you know was a little annoying at times this season, but he's one of those other guys you just don't hear about a lot during game day, which is pretty good. Um, and then you got Thornhill, who's you know he's Juan Thornhill. He's giving you exactly what he normally gives you. And then Brian Cook. I mean, Brian Cook made a very significant play in the AFC Championship game, hustling back and breaking up that pass that ended up getting intercepted. Don't get to see a ton of Brian Cook, but that was that was a very important play. Yeah, very much so. That was a huge tip. Yeah, I mean, and then I'd say just put it all into one special teams. This is a, this is a bitch to rank because if you asked me this, <laughs> if you asked me this before the playoffs, I'd be like, oh, not even close. But Kansas City, man, I mean, ironically, the thing that plagued them the most throughout the season is kind of what guided them into the AFC uh, to into the I'm Super Bowl at the right time. That's what I've been saying since we won the AFC championship. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think this Chiefs team ever wasn't hot. That's the that's kind of the crazy. Talking about our special teams. Oh yeah. Well, they yeah they they did well in Vegas that last week, and then uh, versus Jacksonville they did all right, and then versus Cincinnati, obviously Sky Moore made a huge return, uh, which is batshit crazy that they put him back there, but they really didn't have a choice. So. They didn't have an option. They Just really didn't have a choice. Out. I guess he could have put Marcus out, but it worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Nicole out. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'd probably say Kansas City. As crazy as that sounds, I think just from Townsend, I think is the best punter in this game. As long as he doesn't do what he did last Super Bowl, uh, Bucker. I think about Bucker is man, he's gonna miss some stupid ass kicks in the regular season, but he has been just perfect Gosh. in the playoffs for us. Every time we knock on wood, knock on wood. <laughs> no, uh, every time though, we've needed a significant kick out of Bucker. Throughout this Mahomes era, he's come through. Um, so, indeed, indeed, got 2018 give AFC Championship. Yeah, a lot of kids you don't even remember, like the 2022 AFC Championship. Um, yeah, remember Pat fumbled that ball, being like, I don't know what he, he looked dumb as hell doing it, like uh, 20 yards, and it pushed. Yeah, that field goal way back. So I mean, he's just been money when he's had to be. And you know, then, obviously the 13 second kick. His, uh, his biggest op though, his biggest foe. The Arizona Cardinal Stadium turf. <laughs> it's uh, we can see if he can get through that. He but, did say he's uh, instead of a three-step approach, he's going to a five-step approach now. So interesting. Take that how you will. Interesting stuff there. Yeah, I'm excited. I think it's pretty even. I think everyone kind of agrees with that. Obviously, the line is Eagles minus one and a half. Pretty. I don't know the last time a Super Bowl line was that close. Last year's wasn't. I know that for sure. Chiefs. 
East 49ers was a pick and when it closed. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that was probably correct. That probably, yeah, that's probably the right call. So yeah, it's, we're in for a hell of a game and whew, Buckle up. I'm nervous. I'm nervous as hell, but you know, two teams that honestly you could say were the best two teams all year and that's how it should be. Yep. Sure. Should we uh, get to the game prediction and then do some prop bets? Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. I was going to say, I'll go first. You know, as the leader in lock of the weeks, even though we quit after week 14 because holiday, surgery, all that, I would still like to crown myself as uh, lock of the week champion. Mickey Mouse-ass lock lock of the week champion. No one was in near reach. No one was near me. Okay, we have four weeks to play. I I think I still had it. But anyway, my lock of the week... It's Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score because I have the Eagles winning. Okay. You don't have a score? It's the yeah, Super Bowl, man. 24. 24. Eagles. Okay, wow. Well, I mean, damn. I'll say this. like, Obviously, I want the Chiefs to win, but I'm going to give you like what I really think is going to happen. This is but, Josh, though. Okay. This is just Josh in fucking general. He will literally... Like hype up a team so much, love it because team so I'm much. not wanting to let and, it down. And then, and then when he has to pick the game, he's like, "Oh, we're fucked. No way." Mizzou, Mizzou has fucked me over. I blame this on Mizzou. Fuck it. Okay. Chiefs are gonna win. No, you can't. No, 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 no. You already no, picked. No, you already no. picked. Good. Already picked, John. Okay. Yeah. So this game, I didn't really think about it much until like just now. Um, <laughs> like not just now, but like this week. I, I spent the whole last week say, thinking John, about this is like our our job to no, talk about this no game. no no when I say thinking about it, I I spent most of last week just enjoying beating the Bengals yeah, um, I think yeah. so did Kansas City yeah, that was just yeah a victory, quite frankly right? that was the most fun non Super Bowl win of my Chiefs life um so it, we really I ignored the fact that the impending Super Bowl was coming until uh, Monday came around um and now it's basically the only thing I think about um. Look, I think this is probably the best thing that fans can ask for in a Super Bowl. Because like Jackson said, these are the two best teams. Um, I don't think many people doubt it. Maybe maybe a fully healthy 49ers, but, you know, we're in that, that ballpark. Um, I don't really think there's a circumstance for either team to blow the other team out. I'd be very surprised to see that happen. I don't believe there's potential for that like there was in Super Bowl 55. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to not make the same mistake I made last week and I'm going to ride with the chiefs. Um, same thing as last week. I wouldn't put a sizable amount of money on either side of this game, but, uh, gun to my head. I would, I would be rolling with the chiefs in this game. Um, I, I think it's going to be very nerve wracking. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the game itself. I remember the last two Super Bowls until the game ended uh, being a pretty miserable experience, um, and I fully expect that to happen again. But when it boils down to it, I just think the Chiefs will have enough to get over the line. I kind of said going into the week that if they if they had the players healthy that they needed to have healthy, um, I would bet on them to beat any team. Uh, they have the most efficient offense in the NFL, uh, and the Eagles really haven't seen anything like that yet. And I think they'll have enough steam to get over. I'll take the Chiefs 28 to 27. Um, oh my God. 
I, I, think, would, it's I, would gonna, heart I think it's going to be like a heart attack game. I think this is going to be one of the best Super Bowls we've ever had the privilege of watching um, mm. from a spectator view. And yeah, I, I think the Eagles have some issues with stopping the run. I think the Chiefs have some good opportunities to take advantage of that. Um, I know a lot of their defense is centered around like they want you to run, like they just don't want you to pass. Um, but I think the Chiefs can overcome those types of things with the players they have available. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll take them to eke this one out for number two of the Patrick Mahomes era. Okay, the one guy who did pick the Chiefs to win an AFC Championship game. Um, which was very uncharacteristic for me because normally I'm the pessimist of the I, podcast. I was shocked when that happened, by the way. I was certain you were going to come in and just say it's over. You said it was over like all day on the Jaguars day, but <laughs> I respect it. I said it was over once Mahomes got hurt. and Yeah. I was, yeah, whatever. Um, look, this game, I've just thought about a ton. It's, I'm unlike John. I have just been from the moment the matchup became a thing. It's been my main focus of everything in my life, more than anything, more than school, more than anything I've been doing. All I think about is this game, and all I do is try and find advantages and see what's going on. Um, and, man, whoo this, this is a tough one. Um, it kind of defies what everyone else is saying about, you know, Philly having this great defense and, you know, their physical and making it, you know, a low-scoring game. But I do like Kansas City. I like them on a game-winning drive. I like them to drive down the field, and I like them with under a minute to play to score the game-winning touchdown to win it 34-30. to 30. That's my prediction. Kansas City will win it. The last play of the game will be a Hail Mary that gets tipped around in the end zone for what feels like an eternity but ends up hitting the ground as a diving eagle is not able to get to it. 34-30. Kansas City is going to win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid is going to beat his former team. Chiefs are going to win it all. And I'll give you another bold prediction. Pacheco rushes for more than 70 yards. Yeah, I'm actually going to be honest. I realized I just fucked us. How did you fuck us? First Super Bowl, I picked us. I picked the Chiefs. Second Bowl, I picked Tom Brady. Hmm, so Dude, you're... Sample sizes and all that. Come on. Yeah, that wasn't great. Who okay, you guys, I, okay, I really do want the Chiefs to win. Like, obviously, like, fuck it. No, you didn't fuck us last week when you picked the Bengals, so it's we're fine. You know, it, it'll be all right. Um, they're 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 one and zero in Super Bowls I've picked them to win, and zero and one in Super Bowls I've picked them to lose. So here, there you go. I just balanced it out. And the Chiefs are one and one in Super Bowls I picked them to win. So <laughs> we'll see. I my and just so I could get this on the record, uh, and just so maybe we can get clicks on Twitter if this somehow comes becomes right. I like Kadarius Tony to get the game winning touchdown. I like Kadarius Tony to be injured by the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's that's fine. That is one thing I, I will put no chips in is him being around. Marcus Kemp, game-winning touchdown. Nah, Justin Watson. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Could you about. you imagine? No, dude, if Clyde. Justin Watson catches a bomb, hey, hey listen to this: Kadarius Tony to score two touchdowns is plus four thousand. Yeah, that's that's for a reason. Kadarius Tony to play all four quarters is probably plus four thousand. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean that's with you know anybody listening, obviously share your picks on Twitter. Um, closest score wins. We're not rich enough to give anything out. We don't have any sponsors, so whatever. Right, you're out, but we might get rich enough, and 
we might be able to give some stuff out if we hit on some of these prop bets that Josh has for us. Yes, I see. Prop bets. Here we go. I also have one, Obviously, Josh, by the way, for whenever. First one. First one. Do we want to go from – we'll start pregame. National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Who's doing it? Chris Stapleton. Over. The hell is that? Do you even, do you even want the – whatchamacallit? I don't even need it. Over. Over. You guys want to know something interesting? It's got to be one of the highest ever, right? Like, it's got to be around well, two minutes. The thing is, I can't even fucking find it. Oh my gosh, Josh. This guy, um, National Anthem. Here we go. Yeah, get us for us. All right. Um, The National Anthem. Okay, this is just... Jesus Christ, Josh. Figure it out. Yeah, this is terrible. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I did see it earlier in the week, so I'll just go ahead and say it was at like two minutes and two seconds. And, uh, I want to say two minutes and nine seconds, but... Anyways, it's Chris Stapleton. He's a country singer, and he hangs on to his words a lot. Um, I But what I was going to mention really is... think it's going over. Seven of the last nine country artists have hit the under in the national anthem. It's hmm. interesting. That's that's just something to think about. Here we go. We have, over. we have seconds. I'm, I'm going... Ooh, I don't what have is it? 124 and a half. That's two minutes and four seconds. Okay, so I was, I was basically right. Um, I'm going to you, you know, if you sing the national anthem, do you have to sign an agreement you won't bet on the over-under? Yeah. I'm sure you do. Obviously. Because <laughs> you I'm can sure ring you the would. shit out of that. I'm sure that goes along <laughs> the lines of, like, if you're playing in the NFL, do you have to, like, can you not bet on if you're going to throw an interception? It's probably Dude. like that. Um, yeah. yeah I'm I going remember over. 2020 when it was uh, – I forget who it was. But they got leaked of singing the national anthem. Yeah. And yep, someone recorded yep. it. And then they had to close all the lines that, because that they was that versus person. that was versus Tampa, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that because people got all their bets in and were like, "Well, shit," and they were like, "This is for anybody that wants to know." Here's a little snippet of a Chris Stapleton song. We're, not... we get, we're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, Jackson, what the fuck are you doing? We get 15 seconds. All right. No, we don't. We don't need to play. We can't even hear it. Oh well, you can look them up then. <laughs> Everyone knows Chris fucking Stapleton. It's Chris Stapleton. Well, fucking John didn't, so relax, Yeah, that's because I don't know country people. And a lot of people don't know country people, so fucking relax, Josh. Um, what's your well, next prop? Anyway, obviously, I've got one. heads or tails? Heads or tails? I'm going tails. Heads. heads. I'm going heads. What are the odds on that? And, uh, minus 105. Both, yeah. Um, here's what I have that I think is great value. Which team will call the first timeout? The Chiefs are minus 105. Uh, I think that's great value. The Eagles this year called timeout first in only four games. The Chiefs... Did you look this up yourself or is this posted? Because if you looked this up, that's sad. (laughs) I've been looking it up. Uh, The Chiefs this year... I've been trying to find value, bro. The Chiefs this year... I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's either 12 or 14 times this year they called the first time. That's shit, John. That's all you need to know. And majority of the time, it was what they call a reckless timeout, which is a timeout before the two-minute warning. Um, so, yeah, I would bet Kansas City to call timeout at minus one and a half is, like, first is, like, my favorite bet, honestly. John, what do you think? Because I'm also going Chiefs. First timeout? Uh, yeah. yes, I will 100% go Chiefs. The Chiefs will do something stupid that leads to them calling a timeout. Great. Right. Next one. Will the first play of scrimmage 
uh, or no, actually, we have a different one. Will the first kickoff be a touchback or a uh, return? Also, John, I think that's you, but you have terrible echo right now. Oh lord! Oh lord! This is still going. But yes, we'll figure it out. Do we get a? Yeah. Do we? Holy crap! I love this. DraftKings is offering Miles Sanders and Isaiah Pacheco to each get ten yards rushing in the first quarter plus one fifty. All right, let's keep, let's keep one bit at a time. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. Do we the, do we get a return or? Uh, I'm gonna say no. We do not get a kickoff return on the first kickoff. All right. I'm gonna say touchback. Yep. It's, you got two pretty strong legged kickers, and it's in a dome. All right. Number of pass down or touchdown throws over or under two and a half. Over. I'm going to go under two and a half. I think. I don't now, think there's going to be some, some crazy shit. There was a bet I saw that you could bet on that was just players to throw a pass over under two and a half. And I like that one over. Nick Sirianni and Andy Reid, one of those two, I feel like, will, would, they're, they're two of the coaches that you, you know, along the lines of Doug Peterson, where you could see them having a position player throw the ball. Right. Over, under, number, and I, I don't understand this bet. I mean, I understand it, but I don't know if it counts for double touchdowns or not. I, if I had to guess, I wouldn't think it would. Over, under, jersey numbers combined on touchdown scores. So, like, Travis Kelsey, 87. Yeah. Adrian yeah. Brown, 55. 124 or 122, sorry. What do we think? Over, under, 173 and a half. Does the thrower count? Like, does if does Mahomes count if he throws no. it? Okay, so, if, but if he no. runs it, it would count. Okay. Correct. Um, all right, let me do some math real quick. What's Tony wear? Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. I'll say over. Yeah, I'm going. You over. think over? I really think it's under. I'm going. Because what? AJ Brown's twenty five. Yeah, AJ right? Brown's eleven, right? You kind of need Dallas I'm Goddard. I'm feeling to two touchdowns from Kelsey. That basically. But see, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that counts. It probably would. You think? I would guess. I mean, look, you get one touchdown from Travis the Kelsey. Bet, the bet is combined jersey numbers of all touchdown scores, including overtime. Yeah, it I, feels I, like 177 is high if it's not double counting, but I would make sense if it also didn't. I don't know. If you got so a, that, what, what's the number again? 173 and a half. Okay, so if you get one Kelsey, one Goddard, and one Kadarius Tony, you're pat, you're over. You just need one Kelsey, one Goddard, and yeah, you're golden. That's literally, all you need. So, yeah, I mean, I think you got to go over for this one. Yeah, that's definitely one that I will be interested to see. Um. I got one. I mean, okay, go ahead. Super Bowl uh, Rihanna halftime show over under eight and a half songs. I've seen that a lot. I don't know at all. Um, so I think for this one, you just have to go on to songs that like a hundred percent she cannot not play. Um, like you have to go to like her absolute like mega hits. Um, I think you do Disturbia has got to be there. Maybe Don't Stop the Music is gonna be one. Umbrella is likely. Like- um, oh, Umbrella's being played. That bitch is yeah. being played. Um, S&M, maybe. What's My Name, maybe. Cheers, drinks to that. Maybe. Diamonds, yeah. So- SOS is 100% playing. Um, SOS. Yeah, Pondo Replay, maybe. Um, lift Me Up. Yeah, but let's, let me ask you this. If she plays, like, let's say 30 seconds of it, does it count? Yeah, any song played counts. Um, it just has to be played. Also, like, stay. I don't think she would do stay. But maybe, like, pour it up um, right now. 
Tomorrow way too far. Like, I don't know. Um, she probably will not do bitch better have my money. Probably not going to happen. Uh, I could see her doing maybe like work. Be interesting. I'm oh, going yeah. Over. I'm going she, over. She's doing work. I think she does 10. 10. What do you think, Elvie? I'll take under. Why not? I wanted to take under, but dude, like it's, if you look at it, I'm pretty sure it's always around eight or nine or 10. It's got to be for the number, songs yeah. that they do. That's like you can look it up. Last year yeah. was tough to bet because there were so many. Oh yeah, for sure. Last year um, was like, I'm, who the fuck do we bet on? Like, I don't know. What I'm going over. But yeah, I hope it's over. I like Rihanna. Um, Everyone's looking forward to it. Color Gatorade. Also, I have all the odds up here right now. Yellow slash green is the highest odds at plus 165. Wait, you get yellow and green together? Yes. On Ooh, that's Draft a Kings. good bet. Because think about orange this. Is plus you have yellow. Let me go through. Green. Orange okay. is plus 300. Blue is plus 400. Red and pink go together. That's plus 450. Clear slash water is plus 750. That's a terrible bet. Purple is plus 750. And no Gatorade color. No Gatorade at all is plus 1,200. Plus 1,200. When was the last time there was no Gatorade? I don't Seems know. like probably when Bill Belichick won a but Super Bowl. It, but, it's, but it's up there. I mean, I think that and clear water is uh, not. Those two are terrible bets. I didn't even know there's a pink Gatorade. I'm gonna go orange. That's my pick. That's what we had last time. Plus three hundred. I feel like that's good. I mean, I I can't see it being blue. Like neither of these teams even have like. Uh, I could I see, see it being the Eagles red being slash pink makes sense. Plus four fifty. Um, yeah, this is tough. Uh, yellow green probably. Yeah, those being together is kind of nuts. What we need to do is we need to get someone that's on the field and check the Gatorades that each team has. And if the, both teams have one of the same colors, I'm betting that color. Yeah, I'm sure that's not. <laughs> they don't allow that. I'm sure they've got things in uh, place for that not to you be. You really think the NFL has someone watching their fucking Gatorade? I do believe that, yes. For the Super Bowl, I do believe that they are doing everything in their power betting-wise because it's such a big bet. I bet you it's not the NFL. I bet you it's like DraftKings. Yeah, it's probably DraftKings, Caesars. It's like probably all those people that are like, yeah, we are. Imagine being hired to watch fucking Gatorade. I mean, you would you would literally be, if you were like a staffer for the Eagles or Chiefs and you told anyone the color, you would be arrested for insider. Like, you would literally be arrested if they were to bet on it and use it. So, it's tough to get out there, but, you know. Okay, then think about being the trainer that like says, yeah, we want this color Gatorade. Like, that dude has the, has it's America. A lot of power. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going blue. Okay. Thanks I'm going, your... I like the yellow. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going orange as well. I like orange. I think blues, I think that's what the Eagles last did. Last, blue. The last two Super Bowls have been blue, I think. That made sense for the Rams, but the Bucks, shit, I don't. Yeah, no, I think, I think I remember the Bucks doing it. The Eagles were yellow. Eagles were yellow. Chiefs were, were orange. Blue. The... Has anyone ever done water? That's what I'm saying. I don't know why that's even a thing. It, it has seems to be. like plus so they can take your money. They just want to take your money. They're not taking your money though, because no one's gonna bet on it. Oh, how much you want to bet? Well, people will bet on it, but like it's not that's gonna be I'm one saying. of the more bet things. Okay, 2017, no Gatorade. 2017 was Patriots. Was that... oh, Patriots. Patriots. Oh, Patriots. Patriots. Uh, oh no, that was Patriots. Yeah, that... Falcons. It was Patriots. Falcons. Oh, I was gonna say Patriots. No, no Gatorade that year. Also, 2013 Ravens. No Gatorade. I was so, going to say. And then, get this. Get fucking this. Okay, this must have been a thing of the past. 2000 
5, 6, 7, and 8 were all clear Gatorade. Huh. And 2004 was not. not just water? I, I, I mean, there is clear there is clear Gatorade. Okay, so I guess like Glacier Freeze Gatorade, is mm -hmm. that what they're talking about mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's okay. what they're talking about. I'm just saying, do you think that was out in 05? Um, yeah. Maybe. I, think it I mean, was. probably. There's probably. Or it was water. I mean, that's I, what I'm saying. Are you sure it's been. not water? We don't know, but uh, yeah, it, that that seems to be more of a thing in the 2000s, the 2010s. It's not as common. Um, it was purple last in 2012. The Giants. Orange seems to be orange, blue, and yellow seem to be the colors. It has not been green. Wow, it's not been green once in the 21st century. Yeah, because I was having this conversation. Who the fuck wants to drink sour apple Gatorade? Well, it's not to be drunk. You don't drink it. You dump it on your coach. I mean, but yeah, whatever. They're, Here it is. Gonna be Since 2000, 22% of the time it's been orange. 18% of the time it's been clear or water. 18% of the time there hasn't been one. 18% of the time it's been blue. 13% of the time it's been yellow. 9% of the time it's been purple. And it has never been red or pink. And that's in the last 22 years. So... There's that. Um, yeah, another one, going back to the game, result of the first scoring play. Um, Eagles have the best odds at plus 175 for a touchdown, then it's Chiefs plus 200 for a touchdown. Eagles field goal plus 375, Chiefs field goal plus 375, and then both teams safety plus 6,600. 6, I'm just saying, it's if you have money, it's worth it to sprinkle like a dollar or two on a safety. Think so? I mean, the first, maybe not the first play, but like just if I could find uh, the odds of a safety, because that's what I want to know. Because those odds are pretty good normally too. Super Bowl safety odds. Let's figure this out. Uh, Fifty to one. I mean, last safety was Seahawks Falcons, or not Seahawks Falcons, Seahawks Broncos, on the very first play of the game. Yeah. I can't. That's the last time we had a safety in the Super Bowl. I'd guess. Yeah, you know who was probably. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the Ravens and Niners when the the Ravens tried to waste the last few seconds by running their punter around the back of the end zone and having oh, him run that's out of the right. back. Somebody probably made a lot of money off of that. Somebody probably had bet a safety in that game, and that last play made them a shit ton. Um, but I did see somebody say something like, "Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni are two very aggressive coaches that if they get down in the red zone." Um, and they're like close. They'll go for it on fourth down, and that sets up a, some safety opportunities. So, I don't, I don't know what the exact odds are on a safety this game. Um, it, it changes by book, but yeah, if you are a, uh, you have a little cash to sprinkle in, might as well, right? All right, let's do Super Bowl MVP. Um, we're getting out of hand. So, Hertz, Mahomes, Hertz, and Mahomes probably have the best two odds, and then. Who's got the third best odds, Josh? On mine, it is Travis. Yeah, makes sense. Um, last year it was Cup, so it's not always a quarterback. The year before that it was Brady, Mahomes. Um, who was before Pat? Oh, it would have been who won the Super Bowl? Julian Edelman. Yeah, that's right. So it's okay. So uh, the moral of the story: pick a white receiver, Justin Watson. Uh, I'm picking no. Travis Kelsey. No, but uh. I will take an unorthodox one. I'll take Chris Jones. 
John, if you had to pick someone that's not a that's not a quarterback, who would it be? Uh, probably Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going he, Kelsey. I think if Kelsey can get two touchdowns and the Chiefs win, I think if there's two touchdowns though, they're just gonna give it to Mahomes. Like, no. As long as he doesn't throw a bunch of picks. I think the reason it went to Cup last year is just because like he was like ridiculously carrying that offense on that last drive. Like they gave him an end around on fourth down. Like they. He literally and Stafford play. and Burrow both played mid as hell, so yeah, it was, was just pretty, like yeah, regular game. Uh, you guys remember when we all thought Burrow tore his ACL like on that final drive? And I mean, he did get hurt. Like that wasn't a, it wasn't like there was no injury. There. Yeah, I'm not saying like it wasn't, it didn't happen. I'm just like the I last, thought he tore his ACL. This is funny. Can you name me the last two defensive players to win Super Bowl MVP? So then was uh, Seahawks, Broncos, and then Von Miller. Von Miller's Anderson? one, but can you name the player in Seahawks Broncos? Brandon Wright. Is it Brandon Wright? No. Oh fuck! It's a nobody. It's... No, yeah, I know. It's KJ Wright. Nope. KJ Wright had a way better career than this guy. Dude, no, no, fuck, dude, I can picture him. Who started to say that? Malcolm Butler. I said Malcolm no, Smith. That Malcolm Smith. Yep, that's it. Okay. Okay, yeah, Malcolm somebody. <laughs> yep, uh, arguably Malcolm Butler should have won Super Bowl MVP in Seahawks Patriots, but uh, yeah, Malcolm Smith. Funny enough, yeah, it's not that, that that's one of those things that you know our kids a long time from now that's going to be a hell of a trivia question for them to answer. <laughs> who won? Who won that Super Bowl MVP? They're going to be like, oh, a Seahawks Legion of Boom player. It had to have been like Richard Sherman or Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, <laughs> Michael nope. Bennett. Nope, Malcolm Smith. Oh. Yeah, okay. Malcolm Smith woke up that morning having no clue that's what was going to happen. <laughs> that, that game was hard to give a Super Bowl MVP out because, like, they just literally kicked the dog shit out of Denver. You could have given it to anybody on that defense. Well, yeah, Denver fumbled out the back of the end zone on the first play. <laughs> yeah, bro, you could have given that to literally anybody. Uh, is there any yeah. other bets that we have? No. Yeah, we're running low. What about power outage? <laughs> that one's got to be like plus a million. <laughs> you got to be able to bet on it somewhere. Oh, probably somewhere like that's like so fucking sketch. Yeah, fun Super Bowl. I, I feel like there's we've hit on most of them that we do every year, but I feel like I just don't want to miss one. Let me go through one more time this list and make sure that we're not missing anything great because first play will either team win the coin toss and win the game. Is one that DraftKings is offering. Um, no, they're zero and eight. <laughs> Josh loves that stat, man. Dude, it has me shit in my pants. Who will be mentioned first during the Super Bowl MVP speech? The team, the city slash fans, God, family, coaches, or the owner? Not the owner. Fuck that. I, I'm gonna go God at plus uh, three seventy. If it's Pat Mahomes, he's yeah. saying, I just want to thank God. It's a, or Yeah, Hertz, definitely God. Or Hurts. They're both very religious. Um, yeah. But team slash teammates are the favorite. Um, which company? Uh, I mean, which, I can see Mahomes being like, ah, I just want to, I mean, I want to be here without my guys. Which chip company will, will air first, Doritos or Pringles? It's got to be Doritos, right? Like, Doritos. Which beer first? Hey, wait, is these that are a, the same is this on DraftKings? Is this on DraftKings? These are all on DraftKings, yeah. This, these are all, uh, this one, same exact odds, minus 115. Which beer commercial will f- happen first, Budweiser or Heineken? It's not, I don't think it's Budweiser, because Budweiser likes to do it in like the third quarter when everyone's watching. 
Mm. With the fucking horses. The That's fucking a trick horses. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are tricky ones. Um, horses. You know what? Uh, you know what'd be fun is to literally just like. I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. I had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had something, and then what, it just. What's gonna be fun? <laughs> it you know it'd just be fun. Could... Literally, just like. Uh, that's I, a clip. That is such a clip. I had something, man, and it just like completely slipped out you know of my mind. You know, be fun. If so, I if I mean, think about I it, know. I will tweet it out. But yeah, my apologies. That was a brain fart. All right, um, let's move off of the Super Bowl. We spent a good hour on it, um, and we're gonna spend time on it next week. So uh, let's move on to something John's not gonna want to talk about. Uh, but LeBron is now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Do you guys think he's the greatest player of all time? No. Literally, like a hundred percent. Yeah. I love like, this. Go. I, I, I want. I want you two to skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith this shit right now. Okay. No, I, I'm not. Wait, John. You think he is a goat? Yeah. John, you're just saying this because you're John. I'm saying LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I'm not. I'm not doing this. You Why think you Michael Jordan? Are you going with Michael Jordan? Yes, dude. Oh my god. Okay, we're gonna end the podcast right here. I have no patience for this shit. LeBron James, okay, just broke the broke what was largely considered, probably besides Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive games played streak, broke the most unbreakable record in sports. Like. I, I don't understand how there's still an argument. And you know what he did it while doing? He broke the record for being the most unbreakable record while being a playmaker. Like, the thing that makes LeBron the biggest standout to me is that he is the best point guard in the NBA, too. He's the best facilitator in the NBA as well. Um, I'll say this. The only reason I said Jordan is because I didn't get to see Jordan, really. And whenever I say fucking LeBron, people go ape shit on me. And I really don't have a case for either. So I really just... I really just say Jordan just so I don't get people angry. Because this is well, the first time I've ever had someone get angry at me. People, I know. I just have no patience for – and this isn't a just you thing. I just have no patience for the Jordan thing. Like, if you watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan didn't figure out until, like, year six that it maybe he should start lifting weights and that, oh, maybe – he literally says in his documentary that it wasn't until, like, 1990 that he realized that passing to the wide-open white dude at the three-point line was a good idea. Like – I, I just don't understand what the argument here is. LeBron James will cook anyone, anytime, anywhere, including Michael Jordan. Like, people talk about Michael wouldn't have met a match. Had he met LeBron James, he would have gotten ripped. Um, and, look, statistically, everything says LeBron is better. Like, the only thing you have for Jordan is six rings, which, cool, that's cool and all. But, like, it, he played in an, an era of the NBA where there wasn't just dynasty after dynasty being erected from every single corner. I, I don't know. I don't know what the argument for Jordan is anymore. I can show you stats. I can show you film. I can show you anything. And I hate LeBron more than anybody. I cheer against his teams. I've cheered against his teams pretty much my entire life, uh, except for 2016. And, uh, yeah, I I just don't have patience. I don't. Okay. Connor, the Lakers going to win the NBA championship. That's the last thing I want to talk you know, about. For a little bit, I oh, thought no. they were going to. For a little bit, I thought they were going to, but – all right, speaking of NBA, there's one thing we need to do because I have to get going. Oh, there's wow. one thing. It's for the 10 seed. All right. Starting at number 13, this man just broke the fucking scoring record. It's 
La China, la bitch, la scoring record, la missing the playoffs. It's the Los Angeles Lakers. Number 12, Damian Lillard's a little bitch. It's Portland Trailblazers. Number 11, COVID started here. It's OKC Thunder. Number 10, this team was number one for a little bit, and then they just became mid. It's the Utah Jazz. Number nine, it's I like Popeyes. No, that's not racist. It's the Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Number eight, it's, yes, the New Orleans Pelicans. Number seven, Splash Bros. Fuck you. Number six, Luka Doncic. And now, a dude that I don't think... I'm not... Never mind. Never mind. It's the Mavericks. It's just Luka and the Mavericks. No, we're not going to talk about Kyrie? <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, you can. I just have to get going. Okay. Number five, Suns. They're eight and two. They're actually pretty good. John, you're, you're going to catch up to us. We're not going to get the three-seed Clippers are. All right, gentlemen. Uh, Don't give Dennis a blank check. That's all I have to say. I'll catch you guys later if you guys want to continue this podcast. Boom. All right. Get out of here. We're not done. So, uh, Josh, no, Josh, you can't leave yet. Hold on. Okay. You have to do D4 of the week. Like, if we lose the Super Bowl and you didn't do D4 of the week, like, it's just going to – I'll never be be able to – D4 of the week. I'll never be able to stop thinking about it. So, just please do one real quick. No. I know, but there's thing about this. If I didn't do D4 of the week and then we lost, I would be the new D4. Yeah, and I would – Literally, it would torment me. So please just do it. Um, my D four of the week is the Pro Bowl because it's a fucking shit show and a joke. Okay, you can leave now. Class dismissed. Right, see you guys. But we're not done. So to our listeners, we're not done because it's time to talk about Dennis. And yes, Mizzou. Dennis G. Tigers. Thank God we got the one guy out of here who is a critic because I'm not. Mizzou last night, it wasn't pretty, but they did beat South Carolina. They improved to 18-6. and six. John, we're kind of getting towards the end of the season now. What do you think, tournament-wise, we're looking at for Mizzou? I think we're looking at a nine seed. I think nine? Most likely. Yeah. I'm thinking we lose all our remaining road games and win all our remaining home games and slide in as a nine or a ten. Maybe get an SEC tournament win to solidify it. Yeah, so, like, and that's the nervous thing is like we can't afford to lose a home game like at all like we need no. if we do i'd say if we lose one home game we could be a 10 i don't think we would miss the tournament if we lost a home game but it would it would definitely hurt losing last night's game probably would have kicked us to like an, a play-in team um yeah obviously we play number six tennessee on saturday no expectations there next week auburn on the road um Auburn's not great, you know. They're they're good. They're not fantastic. The problem is Mizzou's just not a good road team. And then you got AM at home, which will be a challenge. Mississippi State at home, which they should win. At Georgia. I, I would say they could win at Georgia. I would say they could win that game. Yeah. Um, at Georgia and at LSU are both winnable. LSU's possible I mean, as well. And then Ole Miss to end the season. Mizzou has just owned Ole Miss the last two years in basketball. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um looking good there. I, I'd say we're probably a nine or eight right now. I'm kinda with you. Um I think I think if they took, if their only loss left was Tennessee, if they won the remainder of their games, their only loss was Tennessee, I think they could have an argument to be a seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And if they do well in the SEC turn, and by well, I mean like they win two games. I think they, if, if it's, let's say they win the rest of these games outside of Tennessee and they win two SEC tournament games, I, you could make an argument as a six. You could make it, you know, it might be a stretch, but you could at least argue it. Yeah, yeah, I think you absolutely can. But I don't see it getting uh, any, I don't see it, unless they win the SEC tournament, which isn't going to happen. I don't see them getting any better than a six seed. 
Yeah, yeah. But no, it's crazy because, you know, people can be like, oh, whatever, you know, like, uh, what's, what's the good of a 9 or 8 seed? North Carolina, who played in the SEC, or not the SEC, they played in the national championship game last year, are on the bubble. Like, they're a, they're a last four in right now. Like, just be grateful that we're in the position we are. Kentucky's a last four in right now. Like, we are we're doing well. We're doing great. And if I told you a year ago we'd be 18-6, and six, everyone would be ecstatic. So, you know, we might not do anything in the tournament, but making it in itself is a huge accomplishment. Uh, Selection Sunday is how far from now, John? What Do you know what day it is? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be I mean, at least a little while after the Big Twelve tournament. After the, it's probably a month from now. It is yeah. the um, selection Sunday. Let me just look it up because it's bothering me. I want to say it's March twelfth, but don't quote me on that. Selection Sunday is March twelfth. Okay, March twelfth. So about a month from today. Super excited about that. Um, regardless of who we lose to, it's going to be a fun time at least. Um, yeah, no uh, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I didn't get to chime in. I think LeBron's the greatest of all time too. So, but I don't think anybody. Yeah, no, I know you do. I don't I think know. anybody that listens to this podcast regularly needed me to say that, or needed me to come out and. Uh, no, that's so. the thing that drives me the most nuts about it is that like I'm not even a LeBron fan, and I just don't understand. I don't get it. You'd be surprised I, how many people I've talked to recently that have said that, where they're like, I don't really like LeBron, but like he's the best of all time. I've like, talked to multiple people recently who have said that themselves. Yeah, it it, it blows my mind. I I just don't get why people want to like ignore greatness. This is the thing that makes me say I wouldn't hate Patrick Mahomes if I was another team's fan. Because now I guess it's a little different in the case of LeBron than Tom Brady, who I actively hate on yeah. because I haven't directly lost at the hands of LeBron, but I usually lose and then have to watch LeBron win. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. I, I don't get how you can break this record and have four rings and still be averaging 30 points a game at age 38 and do all of these crazy things and people want to tell me that Michael Jordan, who didn't start lifting weights until year six, is better. Sorry. It's not going to happen. I think it also is insane that Kareem had that record without ever hitting a three. Or he hit one three. He had one three for, in his entire career. It just shows how, one, that era was shit. But two, how damn good he was in that era. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, his his the sky hook was just It's the just most unguardable like, shot of all time. Good. Yeah. Like, no one ever since has even, like, had that in their bag. Like, it's just, like, his own little thing. Uh, there aren't many incidences of that in sports, so mad respect to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And the next closest player to breaking the scoring record that's still playing is Durant with 26,000 points. So he's 12,000 points behind LeBron. Um, It's a record that probably will not get broken for another 40 years, probably. I mean, you would think it wouldn't. Um, You go past past If Luka plays till he's 40. Yeah. I mean, you go past um, you go past Durant. It goes down to Harden, who is twenty seventh all time, and Westbrook, who's twenty eighth. I mean, it's going to be a tall task for somebody to catch him. I don't think anybody will ever catch him in total points, though. When you combine regular season and playoffs, I don't think. It's I think that's impossible. I think that's the one that's damn near. You're never going to catch him. Uh, so that, that was it was cool to watch. I turned it on last night when he got within range and. I was kind of hoping he'd hit a sky hook to do it. I think he kind of wanted to, but, you know, he, 
he got it. I was just really happy. Do you know how lame it would have been if he got it on a fucking free throw or like a goaltend? Yeah, that would have been lame as hell. I was, I was really I like hoping that didn't happen. So yep. I was like, that's how, at least it was a nice step back shot. And, you know, they might have lost the game, but he was he was still out the club later that night. I would. Oh, cares? yeah. Who no, cares? he's not concerned about dubs or L's at this point. No, I can't really no, no, no. Once they didn't get Kyrie, he was like, all right, I'm out. I'm fuck it. Yeah. Uh, but now we can kind of transition into that. The Mavs did trade for Kyrie. What do you think of the deal? Um, they traded back Dinwiddie, Dorian, Finney Smith, and some picks. Yeah. So at the time I said I wanted the Clippers to get Kyrie, and then I remembered who Kyrie Irving was, and now I'm kind of upset at myself for having that take. Uh, yeah. it. I think it kind of – I don't think the Mavericks are going to win the title. Like That's not the takeaway I have from this. Um I think in some ways it makes them a little one-dimensional as well in the sense that they're very small and easily exploitable yeah. on the defensive end. Um, yeah. I think that the Los Angeles Lakers made a tremendous, tremendous mistake. Like, I really don't know what like the next move for them is, but look, draft picks have never been valuable to the Lakers. They can consistently rely on just being the Lakers to get um, – one of the stars in this league. I'm sure once LeBron leaves, they'll end up with another one in the next three or four years. Um, they definitely had a chance to squeeze something else out of this team that has kind of found its rhythm just a little bit. Not like found its rhythm, found its rhythm, but like you could see if Kyrie Irving was on that team, there's a chance. Um, but then again, I can't blame anyone for not giving up the house for this guy because he is uh, a complete head case. Um, but I definitely see why the Mavericks did it. Like, it makes sense. Um, and we will have to see how it plays out. It's a very risky move because usually you would rely on Kyrie Irving to be on good behavior in his contract year, um, and he's not. Uh, so that that is something. We'll have to see if the Mavericks live to regret this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I took from this trade was the Mavericks just, like, absolutely – made their ceiling so much bigger they made it so much taller their ceiling is gigantic now like they there is what's the who's the dumbass that said like the roof is the ceiling what's who said that quote uh oh who did say uh, that that was a funny quote but you know i think it was jordan wasn't it potentially yeah whatever but anyways it's it's yeah it's, yeah it was jordan yeah like the roof is the ceiling for the mavericks like they can really do anything now like they have the offensive firepower they if this works they can really win it all but they made their floor like lava like they made it to where like yeah their floor was probably beforehand like losing in the first or second round of the playoffs now it's like this shit blows up pisses luca off and you're back to square one of being a shitty franchise like it, it really is a gamble, but I don't mind it. I don't really mind the gamble. I do think it sounds wild, but I do think this trade is better off if they re-sign Kyrie this summer. If they don't, I don't think the Mavericks win the West this year, regardless. Because like you said, I don't think they have enough defensive help on the wings. Their one good defender is Christian Wood in the paint, but he's not able to guard outside on the perimeter. So I really They lost do- their last good guarding guard as well and spencer did witty by shit dorian finney smith was one of their best defenders as well um yep. and max kleber has been out for a long time one of their other good defenders i don't think Kyrie's a horrific defender but he's not a plus defender in any way so 
it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I don't think it necessarily makes them a title contender this year, but the West is open, and I don't blame Mark Cuban for trying to go all in and try and make it. Um, I don't blame him for doing the deal. And <laughs> the Nets really being petty. They said they would not trade him to <laughs> the Lakers, the one spot he wanted to go to. But I think I think this could work out. I really do. And I wanted the... Uh, I wanted Kyrie in L.A. Everyone's like, it won't work out. It, it can work out, all right? He just needs somebody to hold him accountable, and LeBron would have done that. Um, it's just, But, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, it's fascinating. They're, to me, now the most exciting team in the NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. They they have some firepower coming from every direction. I mean, you, you've got some big scoring right there. Who's, uh, who's another guy... Uh, this episode should be up before the end of the trade deadline, which is as of this recording tomorrow at some time in the afternoon. I don't know the exact time. Who's and without saying Durant, because obviously that's been floated around, but I don't think it happens. Who's another guy that you are looking at that might get dealt tomorrow? Who are you looking for? Uh yeah, I honestly don't know. I know I've been seeing D'Angelo Russell's likely gonna move around, Russell Westbrook as well. Um you know, the Clippers have been a team that people say are going to be in trade rumors, so I would say someone that we've been linked with, but um, I've seen Mike Conley and all that kind of go in another direction. So I don't know, but I think someone will get traded away from the Clippers. So I think one of Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, or Marcus Morris will get traded. I don't know how, how relevant that is to you, but um, <laughs> yeah. That's the best take I can give you. I'm not. I'm not too sure. They, most of the big commodities are gone. Um, is Kyle Lowry still a name that could get moved? Jesus Christ! I hope so. I, I'm praying that man gets traded. He has declined so badly. Like that's one of the reason that Miami is not good this year, or the kind of middle of the pack compared to last year. They were really good. Is the dude is just cooked. He got hurt. His hamstring got hurt at the end of last year, and he has not been the same player since that. Um, the problem is nobody wants that fucking contract and it would be different if it was an expiring contract, but there's still another year on it. So you're not even going to get a team that's like tanking to take that contract because they don't want that type of contract. Um, now I have seen it get floated around, uh, in packages involving guys like Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, those sorts of names. But to be honest with you, I don't think Miami's willing to trade Tyler Hero unless it's for an all-star. I don't think they're packaging Tyler Hero in anything that doesn't return an all-star. Yeah, I think that's probably true. The the Heat are in kind of one of those spots where you're not really sure where to go. They're they're in a spot where like they and I've seen some dumb dumb ass trades in, with Miami. People are saying like if you can get Durant for Bam like in a in a package with Bam, you've got to do it. And maybe I'm a dumbass, but I respectfully disagree. I don't think I would trade a package with Bam Adebayo to to the Nets for Kevin Durant. And maybe I'm valuing Bam Adebayo way too high right now, but the guy is 25. In in my opinion, he is the best defensive player in the league, and he's become better every single year as a scorer. This dude is averaging 21.5 points a game this year, and he's like the best defender in the league. Like I, I know nobody listening probably gives a shit about the Heat, unless you're like Micah, but, um, you know, it... Uh yeah man I don't know I I wouldn't trade Bam that's the one guy I wouldn't yeah that's that's a guy you don't want to lose especially too because he's been a centerpiece of that franchise for a but, while but if you're now. Miami you gotta do something right because you got Butler who is 33 and you know you kind of want to win now with him 
you've got obviously, but then but then it's kind of a weird contrast because Hero's like twenty three, Bam's twenty five. You got a pretty young runner. Then you got Kyle Lowry who's thirty six, and you got young guys like Struess and Duncan Robinson and uh, Caleb Martin's even starting for them. Gabe Vincent. It's just a weird kind of roster. And I'll say this. Um, you know, they also have Oladipo. If they if they were able to flip Kyle Lowry to get just anybody uh, of a starting point guard caliber, it could be like a it could be like a Mike Conley at this point. Uh, I think they would benefit greatly. I think a name to watch for, though. I think uh, what I've seen all around is that D'Angelo Russell could be going back to the Lakers, and Russell Westbrook probably on his way out. Uh, he also got into a fight with uh, the Lakers coach Darvin Ham last night, so. Yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, it didn't look like it was going to be a great trade deadline. Kyrie made sure of that, though, that we got some action. You he, he can always count on him. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Who's the team, John, that you think, and uh, I'll just ask you not to say the Clippers, um, who's a team that you think right now that's not like, okay, they're not at the top of their conference, they're not Boston, they're not Milwaukee, they're not Denver, but who's a team that's kind of, in contention, but not great, like not super great, not an elite team that you think should go all in tomorrow at the deadline? Um, yeah, this is a tricky one. Um, I'm looking at it right now. You, I don't have a great recommendation for this one. I think a lot of teams, uh, okay. You can say Miami if you want to. Like, uh, yeah, that's who yeah, I was thinking. But a, I'm gonna go somewhere else with it. It's not a terrible point. I think Phoenix definitely is a team that's looking to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes. Um, you know, maybe I would have told you New Orleans, but I really think the Pelicans have what they need right now. Just, yeah, just need Zion time. isn't. Ever since Zion went out, they've kind of fallen Been apart. Terrible, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'll go with the Suns. Do they count? They're fifth in the West. Yeah, I mean, they. I think going all out for them could mean trading Chris Paul. I mean, I think that could yeah. mean. Yeah. I think they're an interesting team to look out for. Um, I've got kind of a funny one. Um, I'm just gonna say it because why not? I th- what about the Knicks? Um, so obviously, no one thinks they can win the East, and they can't right now. But. You're kind of in a weird situation where you have Julius Randle on a really big contract. He's 28. You've got Jalen Brunson on a max deal, and Jalen Brunson has played phenomenal basketball this year. He's been great. You got R.J. Barrett on a big deal, and you got some young guys like Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin. I don't know. I don't know what they can do, but they're a team that right now they're 20, they're 30 and 26. I could see them trying. I mean, it'd be classic Knicks to go all out and not get a superstar, but they were the team that came to my mind when I thought of that. Yeah, I think that's a fair shot. Also, the Kings. The Kings should go out this year, man. They should just – you're having a great year, man. You're third in the West right now. you got to go all out to make sure you make the playoffs this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because they got – I mean, I, I think if you're the Kings, you do anything possible to trade Harrison Barnes at this point. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, mean, you kinda no kidding. Kind of have to. I mean, you're obviously not trading Sabonis, you're not trading Keegan, and you're not trading De'Aaron. But the rest of the roster, kind of, you kind of leave up for up for grabs. But yeah, yep. uh, that'll be interesting. We'll have a lot of a lot of that to talk, especially if the the Chiefs lose the Super Bowl. We will talk a little about. We won't talk too much about that game. We'll go to yep. the NBA because no one's gonna want to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, 
that's going to landscape the NBA now. Let's do our 10 seconds of Royals news. They re-signed Zach Grinke to a one-year deal with a no-trade clause in it. Yeah. Interesting no-trade clause. Um, I, I just think that's so he can't get trades with a shit team at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. He'll probably wait yeah. that if they, if they offer <clears throat> him to a good team. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. Um, I do think he likes living in Kansas City. Oh, he likes He might also sure. just be at the point that he wants to just pitch his last season. And yeah, I think he wants to retire to in Kansas City. I think he wants to retire in Kansas City. So, yeah. There's yeah. A 10 seconds well, good for him. Also, we were projected by fan graphs today to finish 70 and 92. Worst record in the American League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. worst record in the American League. I think the athletics are substantially worse. but And I don't think Detroit's anything good either. But we're going to be bottom feeders, that's for sure. Yeah, we're gonna be rough. I we're, hope to that's think usually of, the case. I hope I hope in July we're talking about Matt Quatrero like Dennis Gates, bro. I hope we're on here with like Quatrero. <laughs> yeah, I sure as hell hope so too. Uh, <laughs> That'd be fun, and uh, it might feel like that given how freaking terrible uh, Mike Matheny was, but. I don't hey, know, and man. um, you know, and like Mizzou Twitter has become a huge thing this year where they ratio the hell out of teams. Royals Twitter, man, Twitter hasn't been that big of a deal when we won the World Series, so we really haven't had the chance to do that, man. Flooding mentions was like a pretty new thing. I, I, it's going to be fun if we ever get to do that. Because yeah. right now, if, if you ever somehow win a game and you're like, respond, like, you just lost to the Royals, they'll be like, you guys are ass, you're last place. Like, we know, buddy, we know. Like, we, <laughs> you, there's nothing you can say about this team we, we don't know. Uh, but yeah, let's move into D4 of the week. Josh's was uh, the Pro Bowl. I didn't think the Pro Bowl was that bad, but... I thought it was actually a little shitty. I don't know. I mean, has it ever been good? Yeah, I'm just, like, on board with, like, getting rid of it. Me too. Like, Me it doesn't too. have but any it's a, But it's a money grab. Um, I will yeah. say, I thought some of the... Like, I thought the the long snap tic-tac-toe, I don't know if you watched that. I thought that was kind of funny. Where they had the... Dude, I just looked up and they were, like, moving weights off of Yeah, them. it was it was out of control, though. There was, like... No structure. I think that's something they could work on going forward. Uh, yeah, what's your, what's yeah. Your it was confusing. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll go international here because uh, Manche- Manchester City got hit with over 100 charges um, for, like, money violations, as vague as that can make it sound. <laughs> um, I don't think anything will actually happen as a result of it, unfortunately. Um However, I um, I don't know. I think I think it's uh, I think it's something that we should look out for because a lot of teams are cheating and people just don't care. And that goes beyond the English Premier League. Come, come, everything KU has. Um, so yeah, that's my D forward. People that don't the people that ignore cheaters. Fuck you. Um, yeah. So. I th- I'm going to do a new thing. I mean, this is going to be... I have two D4s of the week. One, one I will say, uh, Elon Musk. Twitter is a shit show, bro. Nothing's working. Um, it happens, like, at least once a week. Like, where you just can't send tweets or shit. Or something gets fucked up. Um, yeah. So, Twitter and Elon Musk. You like, that's the first one. But now, now, I'm going to do something we've never done before. I'm going to predict the D4 of the week. That this is new. Yeah, Any guesses really? on who this I'm gonna pick? I don't. Andy Reid. Carl Cheffers. I'm predicting oh, yeah. he will be D4 of the week. Um, he's the worst ref in the NFL. He calls the most penalties. He calls the most 
Um, pass interference penalties. He is a joke, and I'm sure he hates the Chiefs a ton for what the fans did to him in Week 5 on Monday night. Made him sound like a little girl. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and predict uh, this brand new. Never had been done before. We might have to start doing this. We might have to do our D4 of the week and then predict who's going to be the D4 to next week and review it. Um, but yeah, I'm predicting him to be D4 of the week. I didn't want to talk about him a ton because a lot of people on Twitter do. And, you know, I think it's kind of overblown at this point. But, yeah, I'm predicting he is going to be a real pain in the ass on Sunday. I think he will, too. I think he's just a pain in the ass all the time. I heard – well, I didn't hear, but I saw someone say that he gets picked for the Super Bowl because he makes the games take long as shit. And I think that's not a bad theory. All right, before we head off, best Super Bowl game day snack. What is it? Dude, I'm going to piss people off with this, but it's just because I like it too much. If you Pizza. say some shit like coleslaw, okay. okay. Pizza. All right. Yeah. Like, it's not a traditional Super Bowl. What type food. of pizza, though? Are we, you a cheese guy, pepperoni, or are you like a combo? I'm a pepperoni guy. Pepperoni, I'm a big yeah. pepperoni. Yeah. Pepperoni or like, you know, like a hot type, like hot pizza. So like, you know, like a little Italian sausage, maybe some peppers of some sort. What about, what about are you a pineapple guy or no? Uh, you know, I'm not like a pineapple guy per se, but I am team pineapple is acceptable. Yeah, me like, too. Like I've had me it. Too. I think it's fine. I wouldn't order it. It's not my preferred option, but like it's not – I don't consider it to be communism like many people do. You know you know my – I don't think it's unpopular, but my favorite um, my favorite topping on a pizza that's not traditional is probably onion. I really like yeah, onions dude, on pizza. That is a, that is a quality shout out. Absolutely. Yeah. I really, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a big onion guy on everything. I really like Good, uh, good. Because not many people are. I am as well. And I mean, not like eating straight onions. No, I'm no, just no, of the belief that... straight onion. But like, uh, like I, whenever I go to Five Guys, I put that shit on my hamburger. Whenever yes, I go to yes. Like Mod Pizza, I put it on my pizza. Um, mm -hmm. Really just any opportunity I'm going to have to incorporate onions, I, I, typically, I typically do. Yeah, I, I like that. I'm a big onion guy as well. So, so my, it's, my, it's a my, good, yeah, my game day snack or I guess meal, I should say, um, I, I'm going to cheat and pick two, but I'm not going to pick yours. Um, wings are the first one. It's yeah, so, that's obvious. It's so obvious, but it just is like, there's just no other way to go around it. But my second one, and it's also pretty, um, pretty obvious is, but not, not just regular loaded nachos. Those shit. Oh, and I'm talking Kansas City loaded nachos. I'm talking brisket. Um, you put onions in those. Those are fire. Put like little things of onion in there. Um, some guacamole, some sour cream, um, some like uh, salsa. Mm, shit smacks. It does. Indeed, it does. That That is a – you're making me hungry. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm – after we – in this recording, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to get dinner because I haven't eaten in a while, and this is yeah. And we just turned this into food, and now I'm woo. <laughs> yeah, uh, about to eat it up I'm, like I'm Mahomes. I think, in the... I think on uh, I think on Sunday, me and about ten guys, I think, are gonna watch it together, and I think we're doing wing stop, and I think we're doing three orders of it. It's a thing of like a party pack. It's like fifty wings, uh, multiple sauces, fries, and like celery and shit. Uh, I think we're going to do three orders of that. I think we're going to get 150 wings and just grub. Yes, that's how you do it. it sounds, that it is sounds, how it is done. It sounds like it sounds like a great time. What's your um um be non-alcoholic. We'll go non-alcoholic. What's your favorite game day drink? What do you what do you like to drink? 
so the the COVID season, this died with the Super Bowl, but I would have like don't ask why. I would have like a Mountain Dew every. Okay. okay. I I just had one for like the first three games because like my dad bought them. Yeah. And then I was like, well, we're we're winning. And then I yeah. didn't have one when we lost to the Raiders. And oh, I was like, okay, oh. I'm pounding them now. So I had them every game after that, except for the Chargers game because I we knew lost. we would lose it. Yeah. And then unfortunately, it didn't quite get us over the line. But you, I'll go did, with. Did Mountain you have Dew. one for the Bucks Super Bowl game? Yes, I did. I did. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm a I'm a Dr Pepper guy myself. Um, yeah, see that's the thing. I'm not a Mountain Dew drinker. Like I don't want to put that on myself. Yeah, if you've either. worked at like a restaurant, I don't want to like call anyone out. But like just in general, the class of people that order a Mountain Dew. Yeah, they're kind of not like yeah, not very you know. Nice. Yeah, yeah, um, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, I I'm either I either go Dr Pepper or sweet tea. Those are my two. Um, and since I am of age, I will answer the question for all of my of age listeners. Um, man, and I've only been of age for one Super Actually, I haven't been of age for any Super Bowl. I take that back. This will be the first time. So uh, if anyone has good Super Bowl game day recommendations, I doubt anybody listening to this is 21 except for like two people. But uh, if anybody has some good recommendations, let me know. I'm big, uh, you know, not, I don't discriminate. I like whiskey sours. I like old fashions. I like all that sort of stuff. Um but I'm a I'm a bush light guy at heart, so that that'll probably be what I drink. Just don't try to order a don't try to order a whiskey sour at oh a. Oh my god, that was y'all's out. fault for not telling me. <laughs> you said we were yeah. going to a bar to watch Tottenham. I go. Yeah, up. well, I kept calling it a bar. I mean, it is a bar, but it's it a is a brewery, you know? man. Yeah. And okay. Well, it had a. Bar, this was so this like, was at tops two weeks after I turned 21 so i didn't know yeah so it made you look extra sus i didn't know what the hell i was doing this dude stared dead stared at my id for so long yeah he was like this kid is stupid but at least i i think i think me being uh just two weeks over 21 uh, or two weeks being 21 like answered that once he saw that he's like he probably yeah this is legit this kid just turned 21 like two weeks ago he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing yeah most likely that's okay though that that uh yeah, that's actually worked a lot this year. Is like because I still have the vertical ID, and so they're like, no one would get a fake vertical ID. They're like that makes no sense. So when I renew it in April, then it's gonna start getting like, then I'm gonna probably start getting some looks because I still kind of have a baby face. But we'll see. Maybe 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 finally I'll start to grow facial hair. Who knows? I wanna uh, I wanna pull off the Creed Humphrey. Is that the goal here? The the mullet and the the fa- and then the beard. Yeah. All right, I respect that. <laughs> be, be twins with, or or maybe not the ball, but I do. I just I want to. I mean, I've always tried to grow facial. I don't know if you can, John, but I just cannot grow facial hair to save my life. Yeah, facial hair is difficult if you're not like someone that grows facial hair, or if you know what I mean. <laughs> There's something like uh, my my buddy who uh, I grew up uh, best friends with, neighbors with. He he started growing facial hair in like seventh grade, and I was like, what the hell. He, like he had to start shaving, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "No, no shot." I didn't start growing any sort of facial hair until like freshman year of college, and I still just have like a a struggle stash. Like it it takes me a month to get anything productive done. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not it's not an easy game out here. No, no, we didn't get the genetics for this. Um, one day though, one day. The yeah. Problem is, by the time I can grow one. I'm going to be in a professional setting and they're going to be like, it's not going to like be appropriate. 
Like you kind of want one yeah. for college so you can try it out. But uh, oh well, oh well. I'm not gonna play for the Yankees, so I, you know maybe I'll be able to grow one. Um, that's it yeah. for this episode of Primetime Kansas City. Um, we will see you guys next week for hopefully a celebration. Um, have no idea oh, when that will be getting out. If we do win, I assume all of us will be at the parade, things such as that. Uh, but if they lose, you can come and if you're into listening to three guys be extremely depressed and we lose on Sunday, next week's episode is 100% the episode you'd like to listen to. So that's all for this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next time.